And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Two Schmo Show. I'm your host, the infamous Orion, and I am, believe it or not, someone who involves, involves himself into Schmo-like practices. So I'm a Schmo. I'm Cairo, and I I do that too, <laughs> that, that Schmo thing. Welcome to the Two Schmo Show, ladies and gentlemen. Quite the week. Yeah. Fuck. Did you hear that Jesus got arrested again? Jesus got arrested again? Like like all other like politics and notable public figures dying, Russian Jesus got arrested. Last time Jesus got apprehended by authorities, that went, didn't turn out well for him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, arrested. So, like, have you heard at all about Russian Jesus? No. Go on. I'm quite interested okay. into this. So when the Soviet Union fell in 1991, whatever it was, um, a former, at that point, former uh, traffic officer who worked under the Soviet Union declared himself to be the next coming of Christ and basically started a cult where he calls himself Vissarion. And since then, he has continued to build up this cult um until this past week when russian officials arrested him and two of his uh like assistants for what was it organizing an illegal religious organization on the allegations that the cult extorted money from followers and subjected them to emotional abuse <sighs> We got him. We uh, got him again. So does Russian Jesus turn water into vodka? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he, he he was living in Siberia, so it's like the whole thing is really weird. I mean, like the part where he calls himself the next reincarnation of Jesus is like on its own very weird. But the guy has a pretty large cult. I'm kind of jealous. I want a cult. Right? Speaking of cults, I just made you read the Urban Dictionary for Areology. Yeah, that sounds like right up your alley. Oh, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. It was the kind of thing where I knew I had to put this up first before you did. Yeah. Because if anybody is going to associate me with areology it will be i what Fair is enough. areology good people urban dictionary defines it as <clears throat> the worshiping of the all-encompassing area aka david bowie's crotch a kind of pseudo-religious cult practice that involves repeatedly watching such films as the man who fell to earth and labyrinth in which the area stars areologists believe that the area is with them at all hours of the night and day, and that its presence can be linked to the creation of the Earth and all of its inhabitants. Um, fuck. That was a triple... Yeah. It's something. It's like, I want to know... I don't want to know more, but I want to know where this started from. Hmm. You know? Like... Who did this first, and and why, and have they been arrested yet? 
Probably because they need to be. Probably not. Oh man, this guy went on a tear back in the early two thousands. Are you seeing the same website I'm looking at? No, no, no. The guy who put the the uh, uh, Urban Dictionary listing. Oh, because um, he also. Yeah. I found the Areology website. Oh, did you? Yeah, it's quite something. I'm, I'm imagining before I've gotten there yet that it's going to be just a a uh, incredibly blown up picture of the labyrinth scene. Yeah. Yep. Now it's not as big as I would have thought it was, but no. But I That's about right. I do like the old internet feel of it. Yeah, this is like straight out of 2003. Yeah. To paint a picture to everybody in the background, um is that a blurred David Bowie's crotch repetitively in the background? I think it is. Yeah. I think it, it is. It's up against a nice aqua New Times Roman mm. uh, font. And, um, yeah, it's just got images of the area in the wild. Early in 1997, Troll T. Troll, the grandfather of modern areology, first came to the startling realization which was destined to reshape the way humanity viewed its universe, that David Bowie's area is omnipresent. His area exists at every point <laughs> in every facet of reality. Those of us who witnessed this initial revelation immediately knew it was true and soon became the first areologists. Ugh. <sighs> I like how they give a new dictionary definition of the area. Mm. Definition one, length multiplied by a width. Two, a portion of the body consisting of genitalia, groin, and inner thighs. Three, the air, the part of David Bowie that is all-encompassing and predates the written word. See also, region, crotch, domain, bulge, package, unit, zone, quadrant, contour map, and migrant and serpent, and also ten. I'm scared to look at these other lyrics. I'm not links. Oh, man. Some of these are great. I don't know if I can say these. What? It's like, all right. So there's a disclaimer on the left side of the webpage that says, this webpage contains several images of David Bowie's bulging genitals covered by nothing more than tights stretched <laughs> to their breaking point and therefore should not be viewed by anyone who could be offended by David Bowie's area protruding gratuitously <laughs> all over the place. If you're offended by enormous and ubiquitous packages, you probably shouldn't have come here in the first place. What were you thinking? Oh, my God. This is some late, like, oh my gosh. I like how underneath that there's an ad, ad that just says, got crotch, and then it shows David Bowie's face. Yep. <laughs> oh, they have a purity test. Hell yeah, now they're a cult. Okay, I'm going to take the purity test. All right. I'm this... going gonna, gonna to read through some of the FAQ so far. Okay. So here are some answer, here are answers to questions many people have been asking us about David Bowie's area, this webpage, and related topics. Questions are listed more or less in the order they were asked, if you care. Question one, are you some kind of insane, deranged, sicko, loony pervert? Answer, seems that way. Two, did you escape from a mental institution? No, thus far I've managed to avoid prosecution. <laughs> 
Who would win, David Bowie's area or the Force? The Force is fictional and exists only in the Star Wars universe. David Bowie's area is very, very real. <laughs> Was David Bowie's area involved in the JFK assassination? This is still uncertain, but there have been various theories. It has been proven that the area's shortened curlies can cause a projectile to erratically change direction, as in the magic bullet theory. Another hypothesis is that the... the is that it wasn't actually a bullet that punctured Kennedy's head. This is so okay. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> that's that's a bit much. I'm crying. I'm crying. <laughs> oh my Does David Bowie know about this webpage? I don't think so. We've had no contact for him or any of his representatives. This area was, of course, present during the webpage's creation, but we doubt it noticed due to all the other things it was also present at. Are you going to get sued when he finds out? I hope not. <laughs> oh my god! Oh. Oh, I'm hurting. Wow. <laughs> so I can give David Bowie a hand job by waving my arms around? Does it hurt him if I start a bonfire? Yes and yes. Thus the area is always writhing in simultaneous torment and ecstasy. That's disgusting. That's not a question, but yes, it is. Oh my god. I'm sorry, I'm also like reading some of these questions on the purity test. Oh yeah? Oh my god, it is. <laughs> question number two. Watch Labyrinth? Question 23. Did you watch Labyrinth just to look at David Bowie? Question 24. Watch Labyrinth just to look at the area? Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm hurting. The question is, did David Bowie stuff his tights or use any kind of stunt package in the filming of Labyrinth? Personally, I find the mere suggestion of any such thing blasphemous. However, I recognize that many of you may be going through denial due to the sudden realization of the sheer insignificance of your existence compared to David Bowie's area. There's a question, it's like, wished your boyfriend or husband was David Bowie? Wished your girlfriend or wife was David Bowie? Wish that everyone was David Bowie? <laughs> I'm hurting. For the first half of The Man Who Fell to Earth, David Bowie's area doesn't seem to be present at all. What gives? During most of the filming, the area was present only minimally and in the background due to artistic differences. This lack of unity accounts for the movie's confusing, disjointed feel. Oh, I knew this was something special when I found out about this last night, but oh my god. I'm hurrying. This is getting pretty weird. Getting weird? Where have you been? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my girlfriend's going to kill me when she's... This is a long QA. Holy shit. How long? Like, it's it's long. Let me just count the number of questions here. Jesus. Oh my god. Look at how many of these questions there are. 
I'm gonna stop after I've just counted to fifty. Okay, go ahead. There's there's more than fifty. That should give you an idea of how how dumb this thing is. So yeah, this is a thing that existed. In, this is like just an, an incredible look into the early internet in general. Websites like these need to be preserved. They do. Oh. Holy hell. This is just a person <laughs> having a conversation with himself. It is. It absolutely is. That was just stupid. Could you be any more childish? Yes. Look at me. I'm the question guy. Durr, I'm all in bold text and I use interrogative sentences because I'm so lame. <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm in pain. Yeah. I, I have not laughed like that in a while. I think it was like one year ago, actually. Uh Alright. I'm gonna close out of this and burn my history. Yeah, I was about to say, don't let Google know you were on this website. <laughs> oh no the targeted advertising oh god they just start spamming you with blu-ray copies of the labyrinth I wouldn't but it passed them what is the weirdest thing you've gotten on uh, internet like targeted ads targeted not I don't know see I've, I've used like ad blockers for a while okay. so I don't really I can't really remember anything particularly weird. Usually the extent of it is that it knows that I buy like a lot of, ma a lot of magic cards and it'll start to like show me ads for like multi-thousand dollar like Pokemon cards out of nowhere. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to buy that. That's the wrong thing for one. And I've never bought anything more than like $5. What the hell is wrong with you? Um, for me, uh, did I ever tell you this story? I remember flipping out about this because I've, I don't know. Is this the Spanish thing? No, I put that on Twitter, okay, I believe. I'm Didn't I? Not sure. Oh. I remember you telling me um, that you were getting like autoplay ads or like videos on YouTube that were in Spanish out of nowhere. Oh, yeah, I remember that. That was a while back, though. I had this new thing where like I'm listening to music. Anybody follows me on Twitter, I think I mentioned this. And the music I'm listening to, all the ads after that seem to have the same kind of music in it. So if it's like Queen, Queen songs are in the ad. Or Samba, Samba music is in the ad. Mm -hmm. um, but the worst case I've had is they've actually tried selling me a luxury gay cruise liner. <laughs> that's, that's good. So, um, yeah, there might be a problem with me. <laughs> is there something you'd like to tell the community? Yes. Something you'd like to tell your girlfriend? I do not like water. I get seasick. Fair enough. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was the most bizarre thing I've ever had in terms of those. Usually, I just get stuff on Amazon, trying to sell me stuff that's on my wish list. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. I feel like most of the time, targeted advertisement is usually pretty good. It's only when people are, like, trying to actively hide something that it's going to do something awkward. Yeah. That's why you really shouldn't, you know, try to hide stuff. Yeah, I mean, just...
be open about your weirdness, people. Yeah. Everyone's weird in their own way. Get over it. Some of us just don't want to go on a luxury gay cruise liner in November. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's weird timing. Yeah. Because, I mean, gotta be around for the holidays, you know, on uh, Thanksgiving. And it's not like I'm going to go during Christmas. So, gotta go for the spring. Can remake a gay version of Christmas with the Cranks. Who? How would we make it gay? I don't know. I thought the whole point of that was that they were booking a cruise for over the Christmas. Like, over, like, actually Christmas because it was so cheap. Oh, and then actual fucking Santa Claus comes down and is like, ho, 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 fuck you, celebrate Christmas. That's typically how a Christmas that, movie that's goes. That's how I remember the movie. That's how I remember it. I I've might be wrong, though. I've never seen that movie. I think I saw it on TV once. Like, oh, it's a 4.5. That's, that's bad. <laughs> they spent $60 million on this? What? The... Oh, it has Tim Allen. Yeah, okay. That, and Jamie Lee Curtis. It has Dan. All right. Okay. Wait a minute. I don't remember this at all. Like, I remember watching it, and I remember very roughly the plot. <sighs> okay, as strange as it may sound, Luther and Nora Crank, the award-winning couple for their cheerful Christmas spirit, have decided for the first time to skip this year's annual festivities with their daughter, Blair. Wait, wait, what? Have decided for the first time to skip this year's annual festival. Oh, when their daughter Blair departs for Peru after joining the Peace Corps, with the intention to save the the staggering amount of six thousand dollars plus spent on previous year's holiday season, they are determined to invest the money on a sun-drenched ten-day Caribbean cruise, much to their friends and neighbors' chagrin. However, that is easier said than done, and before long, menacing phone calls and angry protests on the snow-covered pavements will betray would betray that there is definitely no easy way out for luther and nora who has turned their backs on this is really weirdly written it sounds turn their backs on christmas and then unexpectedly blair and her new fiance enrique are coming home unbeknownst to them that the empty family nest is far from ready for the event can luther and nora generate christmas out of nothing in less than a few hours lame it's got a crazy cast, though. Tim Allen, Jamie Lee Curtis, Dan Aykroyd. I mean, like, that's where the budget went. That's yeah. why it cost $60 million. Okay. Get some cheap Tim Allen stand-ins, and you could probably cut the budget down to 30 It has oh. a meta score of 22. Why not just... It's not a good... It's not a good movie. Okay, hear me out, right? Yeah. Why not just have recycled home uh home improvement footage oh yeah totally yeah why need you tim allen a, you want to take a guess at what the tomato meter is on rotten tomatoes 2.9 it is five i was close five percent ever Did anyone give this a positive review have you ever noticed that like when you think about movies negatively, the numbers really don't have that much of a big difference. But when you think of them positively, the numbers have like oh, yeah. a huge amount of difference. Mm -hmm. It's really True. odd. <laughs> Forget the 12 days of Christmas. There are at least 12,000 ways that 2004's fascistic. Wait, what? The hell about this is fascistic? 
uh, celebrate Christmas or die. The authoritarian rule of Jesus, you know? All right. Because Jesus was all about authoritarianism. Apparently, this is part of a longer article about the worst Christmas movies of all time. Hmm. Any guesses what number one is? Santa Paws. Oh, no, it's actually Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> Why should I have guessed that? Damn. I actually... I wouldn't consider it the worst Christmas movie ever made. What's the worst Christmas movie? Like, the the shitty... Who the hell even was it? Kirk Cameron's piece of garbage. Oh, fuck. Saving Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That's like easily just the worst because it's a bad movie. Like, it's not just a bad Christmas movie. It's a bad movie. Seriously, they just came out swinging and said, you know, Jesus or die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all right, wait, okay, he gets into the fascism thing here. Oh, thank you. Um, for the told you it's Christmas, it was chosen his way. There's the honors worst year. Based on John Grisham's book, Skipping Christmas, this celluloid atrocity casts Jamie Lee Curtis and Tim Allen as a suburban couple who elect to bypass Christmas altogether and use their money to treat themselves to a Caribbean vacation over the holidays. It's a decision that draws instant revulsion from their friends and neighbors as everyone unites to make the couple's lives miserable and attempt to force them to renounce their decision and again embrace the commercialism of the period. Simply on a comedic level, the movie fails to deliver a single solitary laugh. Dig a little deeper, though, and there lies a repugnant, a repugnant yarn whose idea of morality wouldn't be out of place at the Nuremberg rallies. The cranks aren't allowed to think or act for themselves lest they upset their upper middle class Berg's status quo, and the intrusive, overbearing, conformist neighbors are ultimately depicted as heroes for converting the pair to their narrow-minded way of thinking. With fascism in Hollywood movies like this, who needs politics? It's a shitty B Christmas movie, not the goddamn Holocaust. Uh, I actually love that scene where they're put in the concentration camp <laughs> and they're forced to, you know, do all their neighbors' chores for them like without any pay, and they barely get any food. It just shows that re-education is a possibility in this modern day. Well, we were going to skip Christmas this year and go for a nice Caribbean vacation and save some money, but instead, we're going to go start the Fourth Reich. Hell yeah! Did it not see it coming? Yeah, th that's, that's, that's just very, very dumb. <laughs> oh, man. Who the hell is this guy? Like, I think he's just wrong. What do you mean? He's just dumb and wrong. Well, there's a lot of people who are just dumb and wrong. I could probably name... He has Home Alone 2 on this list. Okay. Probably Actually, because it has Donald guy. Trump in it. Probably. Let's see. Um... Da, da, da. what what he calls the original home alone rampaging mediocrity what i just i don't accept the fact oh wait no here we go just when it appears this can't get any worse along along comes white supremacist donald trump in a pointless cameo i there knew it yep fucking knew it 
Oh, man. Like, like one, the guy is objectively wrong. Two, he's evaluating a piece of media without any regard for objectivity. Like, no. this is a movie made in, what, in the 90s? I 1992! Think... <laughs> like, that's long ago at this point that you have to consider the differences in the time period. Holy shit. T- things never change. They just simply no, change to reflect changed. our modern viewpoints. <laughs> the only constant in life is this one person's moral reality. Yeah, you know, because... Hitler wasn't an artist beforehand. He was just doing that arts thing as a side gig to, you know, start his career in politics. It wasn't something he just went into afterwards. I was not defending Hitler, though. Just want to point that out. God. Can we? I want to dox this guy so badly. Don't. We're better than that. Are we? Maybe. Like. <laughs> so do you want to take a guess? Wait. What? what? All right. I'm reading through this guy's bio. Let's see what his, his actual qualifications are. Go ahead. So he he is an award-winning film critic with over 30 years of professional experience. The sole reviewer for the Alternative News Weekly Creative Loafing in Charlotte, North Carolina. The fuck does that mean? So he was a the movie reviewer for some magazine, I'm gonna guess. Okay. Where he was also at other points the an editor various different editing positions his work has appeared in various other publications including connect savannah in savannah georgia recipient of approximate approximately a dozen no if you have a dozen awards you can name them yeah from both the North Carolina Press Association and the North Carolina Working Press, as well as a Lifetime Achievement Award from the 15 Short Film Festival. Let's look that up. I'm sure this is a internationally renowned film festival where people are willing to showcase their skills and talents from across the world. And uh, no, it has about 1500 people who give a shit about it on its facebook page 1500 yeah 1500 i was just thinking like when he said he brought wrote over a dozen awards kind of made me realize none of them must have that much merit if he didn't name them yep 100 percent. yeah you know so yeah i'm i'm, I'm done with this guy yeah he's, I was about he's to full say, of shit it's it feels like he I, I, I'm going to say this as someone who's, you know, studied journalism and whatnot. If you don't really put yourself out there with a whole bunch of peers to challenge you, it's very easy to get yourself mm-hmm. into like a little bubble where only your opinion matters because you're not actually going against anything. And that's what it sounds yep. like this dude is doing. Yep. No, but he's got his own webpage, so he's clearly better than everyone else. I have my own webpage. Oh shit. Fuck. New contestant has entered the ring. 
We're going to have to throw down, him and I. Okay, man. I know you're listening to this podcast because we're very smart and famous. <laughs> so uh, meet me down. Uh, one second. Let me just put in a random location generator. And meet me there. Okay. We are going to meet at Geographic Coordinates. One second. Pick my coordinates. <laughs> We're going to meet at longitude at negative 51, 5, 6, 3, 9, 4. Uh, wait, no, that was latitude, negative 5, 1, 3, 5, 6, 3, 9, 4. Longitude, 4, 8, 2, 3, 0, 5, 3. And distortion, 2, 59. Be there or be square. What? Did you just look it up? No, I'm reading something else, and it was, it was oh. amusing. For those of you that want to know, it was um in the middle of the ocean. Oh, nice. I figured it'd be somewhere in the middle of the ocean, but... Yeah, I keep hitting pick coordinates, and it always throws me in the ocean. Oh, shit. Oh, never mind. What you reading, Cairo? Um, I I don't even want to really get into this too much, but there's just some dumb shit about uh, some like convoys of people who are going through areas where there are low numbers of Republican voters to promote Trump in like these convoys, and it's really dumb. Oh yeah, uh, but there's this there's this other person you're talking about who is was a protester protest protesting against Trump at one of his golf courses, <laughs> and she apparently became got some degree of celebrity when a picture of her came up of her she was out like biking and a presidential motorcade went past her and she flipped off the motorcade, and where is it? She is now an elected county official. Um, a position she owes in part to her newfound celebrity. So she flipped off the president, and that apparently got her enough publicity to get her elected as a county official. Sounds about right. Which is, I, I, just, I thought that was hilarious. That's great. Yeah. I need to go find our local mayor, and maybe I can get uh, some political power around here. Right. There's just... <sighs> So much of this is just so dumb. Like, I see, I've seen these flags that, like, have Trump, and he looks like Rambo. Like, I don't get what you're trying to say with this. You've seen the man. He is, like, the opposite of that. I doubt he's ever held a gun in his life. I, I, and you're depicting him as this bullshit. I think... He specifically avoided military service. He did, but I do and think... you're going to picture him as the guy who's a broken man coming back from Vietnam. He wasn't the broken man coming back from Vietnam. Like, isn't that the whole point of Rambo? Isn't it? Yeah, because he's like the war veteran yeah. that's dealing with all this he, shit. He's like, yes, that's like the whole point. U.S. Army veteran played by Sylvester Alone, whose experience fighting in the Vietnam War traumatized him, but also gave him superior military skills. Well, yeah, it was like, about survival at that point. You can't make this shit up. 
And the guy who got out of it with his bone spurs <laughs> is the one that they're putting on the flags dressed up like it. Very disrespectful to Vietnam veterans and uh, those it's that... so stupid. You okay there, man? I am angry. I can tell. Let's talk about Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben? Okay, literally, when's the MCU going to show Uncle Ben? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Yeah, they just sort of skipped over that. I guess I can I can respect that, you know? I Everyone mean, knows what happened. Yeah, I kind of just want... Okay, have I told you what I want from the MCU for Uncle Ben? Mm-mm. Next Spider-Man movie. I want Peter to relive a memory of him and Uncle Ben just talking, right? Right. And I want Tobey Maguire to play Uncle Ben. Okay. I well, guess that'd be fine. Yeah. I really liked how Into the Spider-Verse handled it. I thought that was clever. Oh, yeah. That was a good. I, I'm sure that in the, in the comics they've probably done something like that before, but in all the film ones at least, it had been pretty one note with how they portrayed how they portrayed it, and that was a nice change. Mm-hmm. In the in the original comic, uh, Spider Verse is based off of. There was a universe where Uncle Ben became Spider Man and Peter died. Okay, I can see that. That would work too. Yeah. No, they had a lot of fun. Um. Yeah. But I, I know we're talking about the rice. Yes, the brand of rice. And also uh, Aunt Jemima. Yes. So both of them are going to be changing their marketing and the brands coming up in the near future. Apparently Uncle Ben's is going to be changed to Ben's original, and they are removing the image of a smiling, gray-haired black man from their packaging. Which probably shouldn't have taken them this long. No, I'm but... just curious what they're gonna replace it with. It's just gonna be Ben's original. And so no logo. No logo. Okay. Apparently. Um, similar move. Pepsi announced that they would be overhauling the marketing for their Aunt Jemima line of syrups and breakfast foods. Did you say Pepsi? Yeah, right. Pepsi owns it. What the fuck? Um, you know, they acknowledge I... that the brand was based on a racial stereotype. Yeah, I I, I feel that. Which is totally fair. Yeah. Let's see if have they announced they're going to change it too. No, they haven't yet. Huh. I don't know what they could possibly change it to. I don't know. Jemima's original. <laughs> That's stepping on some toes there. <laughs> I'm sure they'll find something. I mean, they've they've very intentionally hire how many people to do this kind of shit more than i can count but also not enough given that it took them this long well you know they just need the numbers to know that white america was okay with this yep oh my gosh yo yo working at a grocery store has taught me that white america does not care much about anything it's always get in get out unless it directly affects them they don't care yeah and i'm not taking that as like a criticism of it but like I definitely see, like, the people who have no other objective than to self-interest when they're at the grocery store, which, far be it, that's kind of what you're there for. It's just always this bizarre take to see these people kind of running on autopilot. And you realize when you go to the grocery store, you're on the autopilot as well because you've got other things on your mind than just, you know, being in the situation where you're with a lot of people in a very close proximity. 
What? Just, I, I don't even want to get into it. Trump being an asshole. What else is new? Right. Um, did you hear about Betsy DeVos? No, I haven't. What happened? She got into an interview with Fox News, and she said, she started trash-talking Biden halfway through of it, and now she's under investigation for uh, breaking the Hatch Act. Which is basically... Really? Yeah. Wait, what, what is that? I know that. Hatch Act. Hatch Act. Act to prevent pernicious political activities. U.S. federal law and provisional prohibits civil service employees in the executive branch of the federal government except president and vice president from engaging in some forms of political activity. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that seems pretty clear cut. Yeah. So, I don't know if she's just going to get a slap on the wrist or what. But that's our Secretary of Education, everybody. Someone who uses her position for political power. See, DeVos under investigation for potentially violating Hatch Act because of Fox News interview. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the big story of the week. Yeah, we got to get serious for a minute. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's actually another one today that we'll have to, we should probably do, you know, back to back here. Fair um, enough. But the major one is the uh, death of Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes. And um, I know I'm young and dumb. And I've said this on Twitter, but holy shit, she did a lot. She did. Like, oh my God. She absolutely did. A lot of stuff that you wouldn't even think would be a problem back then. Like um, women not being able to get a credit card without their husband's permission. Um, yep. Sign on business loans. Get a mortgage. Yep. Like just a lot of shit to make women like really financially dependent on men. Yep. Which is kind of um, gross. The recent movie called On the Basis of Sex yeah. does a a good enough job of covering it it's of course a bit dramatized but the facts of it line up with the reality of that case that ginsburg oversaw as a lawyer that really overhauled all of that um and as i understand it the major thing that was kind of ironic is that there was one of these laws that specifically prevented a man from doing something and only a woman could do it it had to do with i don't remember exactly what it was it was either like in the event of like the death of a spouse only a woman could apply for this sort of thing or in the event of a divorce only a woman could apply and that was one of the cases that she was involved with and what ended up happening is the federal government who she was in this instance suing because of this ruling that was made against this person um brought like a thousand or like some ridiculous number of prior examples that they were trying to use as like a well your honor this is just the way it is this is another instance in all of these other cases that were found to go with this way and what ended up happening is that she was right she was found to be correct and this one instance was illegal but because they brought up all of these other cases as evidence of being under the same banner that was then used to overturn or otherwise uh overrule those other cases and laws 
So badass, she retroactively fixed a whole bunch of other cases. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. She was absolutely, like, I don't even know the right word to describe it. Her role in the government and on the Supreme Court was absolutely monumental. And I was reading that she is the first woman to be laying in state um, in the uh, Supreme Court. Um, and like that is one of the things like, wow, the first woman and it's 2020. But you have to consider that of the people who have been laying in state, there's only been 33 and 13 of those are presidents and another like half of those that are left were either uh speaker of the house or senate majority leader type position so like at the upper echelons of politics not the courts there's actually been very few supreme court justices who have been given that honor so whoever made that decision that was absolutely the right decision hell yeah no um it unfortunately means (laughs) that um, there is now a vacancy on the Supreme Court. Um, this is very reminiscent of what happened in 2016 when Antonin Scalia passed away over the summer in 2016. And uh, Mitch McConnell came out with the line when the Republicans had the majority of both the House and Senate where, that in an election year, it is not proper and it should not happen that a supreme court nominee be put forward at all that to even consider that was improper because in the fall in the election year a new president could be selected in this case it was a guarantee because obama couldn't run again of course of course but in the fall a new president would be selected and the american people would decide who would decide that supreme court justice would be and it was a pretty pretty huge deal at the time and there's been let me see if i can pull it up again i was watching a a, a video on twitter which i know is the uh bastion of correct information <laughs> um but there have been a number of instances quite recently that contradict what people were saying at the time. Lindsey Graham very, very notably went on the record in 2016 when he was asked about this, and he said, like, in no uncertain terms, with no equivocation, with no, uh, you know, read the fine print bullshit he said if there is a supreme court vacancy in an election year that he would not be in favor that he would not support putting a supreme court nominee before the senate then in 2018 he amended that and said as long as what was it as long as it was um after the primaries had happened which they have as long as the primaries had started he would be against it and then on september 19th 
he sent out a tweet and he said that he supports Donald Trump in moving forward to put forward a vote on filling the Supreme Court seat. Simp. Absolutely. Oh, let me see if I can come. Uh, a, a sucker who idolizes mediocre presidents. Ooh! But yeah, and he's not the only one. He he's just getting a lot of heat right now because he stupidly said in the goddamn Senate chamber that he would not be in favor of a vote. So there's like this obvious record of him, you know, being a lying piece of shit. Um, but isn't that all politicians who are on the same boat? Basically, but in this case, there's like literally irrefutable evidence that he's turning against himself with, and it's just. It's Get very dumb. Nay, nayed. But no, um, I think it's kind of gross how um, fast we've moved on from our RBG to uh, heading on this vacancy. Yeah. And to a certain point, it was inevitable. Yeah. Um. I don't know if how, how accurate this is, but there was a motion that was put on the Senate floor. I want to see if I can find this. Let me pull up my history because I'm not finding it here. History. There's a motion that was put on the Senate floor that was basically trying to honor Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And there was a line in this uh document that said um, that her dying wish was that a successor not be chosen until after the presidential inauguration and no one would have known about this at all except Ted Cruz blocked the vote that would have put it through and it didn't happen so let me see if I can find it now gotta love Ted so, Cruz yeah then, you know, Ted Cruz is another one who went on the record in, what is this, 2016, February 16, 2016. He said basically the same thing as Lindsey Graham, that, you know, it won't happen. Now, September 20th, 2020, and he looks like he's aged 10 years in that time. Um, but, yeah, Ted Cruz, Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, they are hypocrites. They lie to your face. If you even consider voting for them, you shouldn't because they've now just shown that they're willing to lie directly to your face and then change what they said, change their opinions solely for the reasons that, you know, they're willing to completely go back on their word at a later date. Nothing they say at this point can be taken, can be trusted and taken at face value. And that's a damn shame. I Because think... Lindsey Graham in particular, oh. you know, I want to like the guy. He is one of the few politicians I've seen who is willing to admit when he makes a mistake um, and to see him do kind this kind of shit, I can't trust anything he says anymore. I agree. So, it's a damn shame. You know you can make fun of Ted Cruz's wife and he will do nothing to fight back about that? I do. Yeah. Just because fun fact about Trump that. Yep. Trump did it. And what, within a year? had Ted Cruz making not even a year no it was in the same primary race yeah Ted Cruz is making calls on Trump's behalf asking for people to vote for him after Trump directly insulted his wife yep what the fuck what kind of I, I I can't understand that I can't ever begin to understand that like what the fuck Ted 
till Donald do us part. Oh no, man. Like, I feel bad for like everybody who is in like Congress right now who is just trying to do their damn job. And then you have like all these big public personalities like Pelosi, AOC, Bernie, Lindsey Graham, yep. Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer, all these people who are always in the news and they help like paint this picture of you in Congress when, you know, mm -hmm. they're just a small facet of that. Right. Very true. I don't know. I think we take a lot of our politicians that stay out of the media for granted. Not saying they're all yeah. doing their jobs, but they're all definitely not trying to put on a show. So the other big piece of news that we're going to have to talk about, the grand jury that was overseeing the charges for the officers that shot Breonna Taylor yes. have come down with a verdict today. Yes. And I know, I'm sure there's probably going to be some people who are unhappy with it. As I think there always would be. Um, there's people going to be unhappy with this in either way. It's a very sort of middle-of-the-road decision. But the grand jury decided that Brett Hankinson will be charged with three counts of wanton endangerment. It's a felony in Kentucky. can come with a five-year sentence for each count that is uh, a crime if someone commits an act that shows an extreme indifference to the value of human life. The other two officers who were involved with the shooting that discharged their weapons have not been charged. Um, so, I don't know. It sounds it's, like they needed a fun guy. To see a grand, yeah, it's interesting to see a grand jury come down with any decision at all. Yes. Because, like, now I guess this is, like, the one time <laughs> that it has actually happened that way. But it seems like most of the time, these decisions always end up with basically nothing happening. Nothing. I, again, I, I just voiced my opinion, but it really sounds like they just need a fall guy for the situation, and they thought, why kill three yep. birds when you can only kill one? Yep. You know? Yeah, the way... whole situation's messed up. Yeah. Um. The, these kinds of no-knock warrants should not be legal at all. No. That is just an abuse of power. It is. It absolutely is. I, I, I don't necessarily doubt that what the police did was strictly illegal on that night. But that's not because what they did was right. It's because the law has become so warped that there is no accountability for these kinds of actions. Oh, yeah. No. And that's where you have a lot of problem where people putting dividing lines over, you know, are police good or not? When in reality, right. they they can't be. I, I'm, I'm about to say some dangerous words, and that's why I'm like hesitating <laughs> to say anything. Yeah, it's 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 hard. You got to really pick them, pick and choose what you say. Because you don't want to say something that's wrong or that you don't know enough about. But at the same time, you know, it. It's hard not to. You can tell we went to college, Chiral. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I would say the law is not helping people be accountable for their actions. 
that's making a lot of people show their true colors, and a lot of those true colors re- reside in vigilanteism, mm-hmm. where it's serving one's sense of justice and not necessarily an agreed upon communal community view of justice. And yep. that that's just a giant ethics question at that point. Totally. Um, if there's an officer in your life that has done nothing but good for your community, give him a hug. That's all I can say. Because it is kind of a rough point for anybody wearing a badge at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have really nothing else to say about that other than, um, you know, way to give the bare minimum. What else you got, Carol? So there was apparently, uh, okay. Have you heard about the presidential election in Belarus? Uh, I'm acquainted. So today they apparently in an unannounced ceremony inaugurated Lukashenko as the next president. What? Yup. <laughs> Surprise new president. This whole thing is so fucked up. Oh my god. Um, for those that don't know, because I don't think we've really talked about this too much. I feel in... like we touched it a couple times, but not like. Yeah. So like the short, short version. Uh, in Belarus, they had their election for their next president, and you know the short version of it is there were multiple signs that some levels of voter fraud had occurred, and that. Lukashenko should not have been the legitimate candidate. Uh, one very notable instance was there was a voting district that counted more votes than they possibly could have. Like, there was no mathematical way that it added up. Something clearly was uh, wrong in that specific district, and that was enough to cause doubt basically everywhere. You know, if they can get rid away with it here, they must be trying to do it everywhere. And the end result was millions of people in the state of Belarus uh, protesting against this decision and you know there's just layers on layers on layers of this lukashenko has been uh ruling belarus for the last 26 years he is pretty well known as you know like sort of fascist basically dictator at this point even though he has elections they're pretty clearly fraudulent after this one and like you know the icing on top of everything is that all of the main opposition candidates who he would have been running against were all arrested and put in jail so that's nice. They and just weren't good the enough. The only person, the person who ran against him was the wife of one of these candidates who was put in jail. And she put up a hell of a fucking fight and actually got a substantial amount of vote given the circumstances that were around it all. Um, since then, she too has been arrested, as well as numbers of other uh, opposition political members. And then now we have this i'm glad that we have stuff like this to use as an example of what some modern fascism looks like because this is fucking scary it's terrible it's like straight out of the playbook of like actual video games that try to portray this you know where you have the option to hold presidential elections but falsify the results to make sure you stay in power like this is 
one-to-one like i don't know it's surreal and kind of disgusting it is it is straight up it sounds like something out of a cartoon yeah it absolutely does like do you think and this is just, you know, how well do you think the news in belarus is covering this <laughs> so there's two sides of it oh no the actual main state news stations basically all of the broadcasters everyone who worked there walked out and for like a good 24 hours there was nothing being broadcast but the empty newsroom oh no so they were like 100 percent on the side of the people this is bullshit they're protesting out with everyone else yeah apparently russia flew in uh new news anchors i guess to run the news what yeah oh yeah russia has a huge hand in this belarus is a former soviet union state um and there's that happened there's been multiple instances of you know security personnel that are you know fully clad in black with balaclavas and everything so you can't actually see who they are there's been plenty of claims that they are actually uh you know crowd control basically brought in from russia um and where was it um earlier this month lukashenko secured a 1.5 billion dollar loan from russia i know putin so, wants yeah. to reestablish the soviet union but like hot damn oh, yeah. No, and here's the thing, though. The only way that Putin can stay as president of Russia at this point is to basically make a new country. Yeah. I mean, any opportunity that he has to basically make a new country with a smaller country to absorb it, um, there's... Belarus is a, a strong candidate at this point. But at the same time, I don't think Lukashenko would ever, like, voluntarily turn over his power because he is, like, the stereotypical... Uh, Eastern Europe dictator at this point and that would of course mean he would lose all of his power as well um, but there was another instance where it was a very similar situation where there was you know election fraud and protests and Russia steps in and makes everything all great again and yeah it's like one step away Putin's at the end of the number of terms he can serve unless there's like a constitutional change in Russia or there is some way a new constitution is written. Wouldn't, wouldn't that be convenient? I'm very curious how Russian people feel about this. I actually, I, I don't know. Yeah. I've seen protests that are happening in Russia. There was an instance where the, I want to say mayor of either a region or a fairly large town was accused of like three murders and there was large protests that happened after that because people thought it was bullshit and they're probably right because this was a case where um an opposition party member actually won an election and was put into a position of power it's like oh how'd that happen and now the guy's been you know it's like a year later the guy's been arrested there's huge protests from that the big problem you know it's really hard to know for sure if you know what the sentiment of the russian people is when you know you can't necessarily trust news that comes out of russia no 
I would say at this you know, point, same way, you know, what, what's the popularity of Kim Jong-un? Well, it's a hundred fucking percent. A hundred and ten percent? Come on, North Koreans try harder. North Koreans do try harder. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, God. It's messed up. The world's a scary um, place. I had one more. Because, you know, we can't get the fascism trifecta without mentioning China at least once. Hell yeah. You know, actually, I just kind of listened to a podcast on ancient Chinese history. And I will say China is like one of my favorite histories of all time right now. Yeah, it's huh. it's deep for sure. Fucking A, man. Just waiting to see the Huns tear this one apart like they did the last time. Okay, what's up with China? Let me see if I can find it here. The short version of it is that there was uh you know china is continuing what they did with the uyghur muslims with the uh tibetan people oh god so let me see if i can find it i'd like to actually find the story but it is not showing up how does the chinese government government let all this information get out seems like this is the kind of stuff they would want to not have the world know yeah, and it definitely is, and they try pretty damn hard to make sure it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, it's kind of hard to make everybody be your business partner when you're, you know, holocausting people. Basically. So, let's see. Posts past week. China sharply expands mass labor program in Tibet. This is, I'm pretty sure, what I was reading about earlier this week. Oh, no. So, Reuters. So, this is out of Beijing, and the fuck happened with the webpage? Um, this webpage does not work. Cool. <laughs> you just got Tenement Squared massacred, dude. Apparently. Oh, God. There is no mass labor camps in Taiwan. All right, let me try. Reuters. No, it's just like Reuters website. It's just actual garbage. Oh, okay. That makes um, me feel a little better. Let me just that that'll that'll pick it up. So, September 23rd, BBC. Thank you, BBC. China coercing thousands of Tibetans into mass labor camps. And so this is in Tibet, of course. This is a report by the Jamestown Foundation based on state media reports, policy statements, and satellite imagery, which Reuters news agency has corroborated. Study compares the situation to what is documented among ethnic Uyghurs in the Xinjiang region. The Chinese authorities have not yet commented on these findings, but this is apparently a push to retrain rural workers that is apparently linked to Xi Jinping's vow to eliminate poverty in China this year. This is remote, mainly Buddhist Tibet that is being forced into these, or I guess coerced, whatever the hell that means, into these mass labor camps. So what you're saying is they're going to get rid of the poverty by getting rid of the poverty. 
Yep. So this is a report authored by Adrian Zenz, an independent Tibet and Xinjiang researcher, says that 500,000 people, mostly subsistence farmers and herders, were trained in the first seven months of 2020, and authorities have set quotas for the mass transfer of those workers within Tibet to other parts of China. According to Chinese government plans that have been cited, the training schemes are to develop work discipline, Chinese language, and work ethics. It adds that the aim is to change can't do, don't want to do, and don't dare to do attitudes toward work, while also calling for unspecified measures to effectively eliminate lazy people. Yeah. They're talking to farmers, right? Those people who, if they're yes. lazy, they die? Yes. These are also <laughs> Buddhists. So I'm sure the Chinese government thinks that uh, worship of any type that is not directed toward Grand Leader Xi Jinping is lazy and not worth doing. Holy shit. Yeah. It's messed up. That's a what up quake right there. I I really wonder how history is going to look at times like these. I don't know. I mean, I I've started to see some strong opposition to this by major states, you know, Germany in particular came out with a pretty strong statement and it seems like they're following up with it. Um, hey man, I'd love to see labor camps aren't cool and we kind of know a thing or two about our labor camps yeah right <laughs> we're getting called out by fucking like, germany yeah i'd love to see more countries come out like with like actual we are now no longer trading with china kind of action oh you know, you this is financial enough. suicide it wouldn't be though that's the thing i mean people always talk about that but it wouldn't be easy and there would be hits to certain sectors but it's more than doable. Okay. Things would cost more, but you just trade with other places. There's nothing that China has that other places don't have already. They just have it the cheapest. You're not wrong. You know, it's not like Japan where they can't really be functional, you know, outside of outside trading. Right. Because we saw what happens when they won't go isolationism. Mm-hmm. Hmm. hmm. I mean, at that point, China would be stuck with North Korea. Basically. I mean, that would be the end result. That, that should be the end result, you know? Yeah. If you're forcing people into labor and re-education camps, you're doing something wrong. Hey, they just need to get everybody ready for the holiday season. You yeah. know? Numbers are going to go up. I'm going to start calling China, China Incorporated. Nice. Thank you. It's basically... The basically what it is yeah i think you know one thing that i think is it will be very very interesting like how old is Xi Jinping? I... he's gotta be fucking old how old is he he's 67 years old okay so i mean the guy's he, he is 100 percent going to die in our lifetimes yes and what happens then like when in the history of china have they had a leader die and the entire economy of their country not collapse? Good question. Like histor Historically, yeah. what always happened would be their great leader would die and the other regions of China would come in and take it over in the yeah. power vacuum. And then there's a new dynasty and they all have a yeah. fight over it. In the case of Mao Zedong, when he died, the country went down the shitter. Yeah. And it was terrible. Yeah. Now we have the same situation with Xi Jinping, where you have a, basically a dictator in power 
who has managed to have term limits eliminated and himself put into a position on par with the founding fathers of the country. Yeah, it's fucked up. I think I read this somewhere, but China once, like, I don't know. It's weird thinking about the history of China and why it's so huge, because it's just essentially like a whole bunch of just small areas fighting to take control of one larger area. And, like, if Xi Jinping does die, you know, without naming a successor or anything like that, it makes me wonder mm-hmm. if China would break up into states. I doubt it. I doubt I, it, too. I'd be very surprised if they did at this point. I, I don't know. I, I would just wonder how a China working that's like a bunch of states would work. Because, mm-hmm. like, they have that whole unity going for them for a very good reason. Right. I don't think it would. I think that's the answer. It wouldn't. Fair enough. When you when you break up into states like that with as you know regionally diverse as China is, you know, like look at the U.S. I, I, yeah. would, I would compare it to the U.S. The difference between the East Coast and the West Coast is not that great. The West, you know, if you've been on, if you've been in the U.S., you've basically been in the U.S. for the most part. I mean, whereas in China. It's the difference between living in, like, the east or west coast on the coastal regions where it's the most prosperous to on the literal other side of the country where it's a desert, like an actual desert, and a huge one at that. It's a completely different climate and a completely different culture because of it. Hmm. It's not like the U.S. where, or, or Russia for that matter, where you have these large countries with relatively, I would say, homogenous borders, you know. If you're on the east or the west coast in the U.S., Mexico is below you, Canada is above you. That's always true. China, you have Russia, you have Mongolia, you have all of the Middle Eastern countries. Then on the south, you have India, you have uh, Vietnam, Taiwan, Hong Kong. There's all these different, you know, like cultural areas that leach into the into that into China, and it makes them very different. At least it should make them very different in the way the culture shapes out. Yes, but I, they're working to, to eliminate that, of course, with with extreme prejudice. <laughs> so, yeah, I think if they broke up into states, that would be overall probably good for them, but it would require them to completely overhaul their government again, and I doubt that's going to happen. Oh, no, they're not in a state where they can do that. No. No. I dare say very few countries are <laughs> in the state to do that. Right. I mean, the number of countries that are big enough in terms of population and geography that subdividing yourself has any benefit in the first place is a very small list. Oh, yeah. No, I think U.S. is one of the few that get away with it. Right. And there are plenty of other countries that have states, but the whole reason that you have states in the first place you know, like Canada. Canada has their provinces. Yes. And it's because there's such differences, such vast differences between one place and the other that you need different bodies governing it because one overarching body of government can't understand and govern appropriately for those different regions. You need to subdivide it in order to appreciate the differences between them. Mm-hmm. You know, compared to basically anywhere in the EU, I'm pretty sure that there are plenty of European countries that have states within them but they're not really necessary in order for their legislative process to work 
you know, the north of France and the south of France may be different, but are they different enough that the laws passed in the north of France can't also equally apply enough in the south? Imagine being the guy that has to split Luxembourg into a b- bunch of states. Oh my god. <laughs> Alright, all of the internet casinos on the left, everyone <laughs> else on the right. <laughs> What do, you, what do you mean everyone's on the left? That doesn't make sense. Uh, why hasn't no one just invaded Luxembourg yet? Didn't Germany? Yeah, like, they, you know, we don't really talk about that anymore, but I think they did. Did they? Or did they go around Luxembourg? If they went around Luxembourg, I'm going to be shook. Don't remember. Maybe I'm like remembering this i don't think i am uh german invasion of luxembourg yeah because that was how they got into france yeah because france didn't have their strong border security between them and luxembourg it was just between them and germany so they were just like fuck it go around may i write read off the strengths of luxembourg compared to germany in this please do Luxembourg had 425 soldiers and uh, 246 armies. I don't know what that <laughs> this is. This is already not good. <laughs> yeah. France donated 18,000 soldiers for personal interest, obviously. And yeah. the United Kingdom donated a squad squadron. Um, I don't know what squadron is because my World War II history is pretty bad. But That might be planes. Yeah. I can see that. That would probably be easiest for them to do at a short notice. Yeah. Meanwhile, fucking Germany comes into Luxembourg with 50,000 soldiers and 600 tanks. Yep. We have more tanks than you have soldiers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, wasn't a, it wasn't exactly a long fight there. No. Would that. you like to hear the casualties and losses? Oh, I would. Luxembourg had seven wounded and 76 captured. Yeah. Germany, however, had 36 killed and 52 wounded. Wow. France had five killed, and the UK had one killed, two captured, and one aircraft destroyed. Really? Yes. I guess Germany just moved. I mean, that's that's Blitzkrieg. They moved so quick that it was just like, you know, you see 600 Panzers roll over the horizon. <laughs> I think you kind of just say... All right, you got us. Yeah. I'm still shocked that technically Germany had the worst casualties out of all this. Mm -hmm. Well, no, it it makes sense. They had the most people. Oh, yeah, they had more to lose. And there's also, I was reading about this, there is a sort of three-to-one rule where when you're attacking, you expect to lose three people for every one you kill just because the people you're attacking at least should have the... You know, they choose when the fighting happens, and they can bunker down, they can have better emplacements, whereas when you're attacking, you're moving, you don't get that advantage. Yes. So, 3 to 1 is the usual rule for combat when you're on the attack. That sounds like shit, but it has been routinely backed up by history. Thanks, Sun Tzu. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the same thing happened when uh, the, you know the tables were flipped when the U.S. was invading through France. They saw the same levels of casualties. Yeah. 
So, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I like they show a map showing how Germany, like, split up uh, Luxembourg for, like, invasion routes into France. Really? Yeah. So someone did, in fact, have to split up Luxembourg for routing purposes. <laughs> God help them. Oh. I can't wait for the future when it actually, like, thousands of years from now, when we're all one giant population, in Luxembourg mm. actually controls the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Earth so here's a, an interesting sort of, like, thought experiment. This is actually kind of cool. What's up? Um, if you're looking on, like, a Google Maps view of the world, so satellite imagery, mm-hmm. you can really see how um, homogenous the terrain is in Europe, how it's basically forests everywhere and then the swiss alps compared to like any large country canada has the huge frozen areas in the north and on the the west the u.s has large you know like desert areas and then compared to china in particular you can clear as day see the xinjiang reason because it is just a huge fuck off desert (laughs) that's funny I don't know. This is... Do you think everybody in Luxembourg knows each other? No. Do you know everyone in the state of Michigan? Yes. I don't believe you. Oh, yeah? Although, that's actually not that fair of a comparison because Luxembourg is so small. (laughs) I was about to say! (laughs) Uh, Like, what's a comparison here? Like, Rhode Island, I guess. Oh, yeah, I know everybody in Rhode Island, too. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Yep. Uh, I have some friends there, actually. They're called the Griffins. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Pretty good people, if you ask me. The baby yeah. gives me some weird looks. Does he? Yeah. That's, wish I, well, that's why I wish Fox just fucking canceled them already. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fun fact about Luxembourg, because for whatever reason, I can't leave the Luxembourg Wikipedia page at the moment. (laughs) Okay. Currently, they have a population as of January 2020 of 6,226,108. Nice. Yeah. Go Luxembourg. (laughs) Luxembourg. No, it's not a very big Wikipedia. It's Luxembourg. What is it? Wait, they have barely half the country is Luxembourgers. Yeah. What? Who calls themselves Luxembourgers? Apparently, not very many people. <laughs> oh my gosh, I like how their language is Luxembourgish. That's terrible. Mm-hmm. Their motto is, we want to remain what we are. <laughs> Seriously? That's dumb. Oh, Germany, why don't you just eat Luxembourg already? They tried. It didn't go well. No, it didn't. 
They have a monarch? What? No way. They do? Who's... Apparently. What is this? Politics. I... It doesn't actually show. All right, let, let's just. The guy's name is just Henry. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, just Henry. King Henry. Hen Henry. <laughs> he, he's the Grand Duke of Luxembourg. Grand oh, no, Duke Henry. Wait. No what? way. What? Oh, hold on. No, he, he's he's born in Luxembourg. Why is it? I don't know. And the Wikipedia page for this guy, it has his name is Henry, Grand Duke of Luxembourg. And then in the, the first line, it says Henry. And then in parentheses, French, Henry Albert Gabriel Felix Mary Guillaume. Like, what? In, in, in Luxembourgese, he has one name. In French, he has six. Imagine being so small. All your citizens can just have their own personal name. I don't get it. I don't get Maybe it. Maybe I'm just missing something with how like monarchs work. Like I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, because you were born in the greatest country of freedom there is. Oh yeah. This guy was literally born in a castle. What the hell? So what you're saying is we gotta invade. <laughs> no, I don't think so. What have they been hiding oil from us this whole time, Kyrule? I don't. Then we'll just go around to get it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh. I'm sorry. I'm enjoying shitty on Luxembourg. I should not enjoy this as much as I am. It's too easy. It really is. Oh my god. Huh. What's up? Apparently on January 31st, 2020, I think there's some other stuff going on then that might have overshadowed this. Uh, the Waringo Report was released, a governmental report on the internal workings of the monarchy that had been by, compiled by Jeannot Waringo, former financial director of Luxembourg. The report identified significant problems in terms of staff management at the palace, resulting in a high turnover rate and an atmosphere of fear. It noted that internal communications were almost non-existent. Waringo indicated that the most important staff decisions were made by the Grand Duchess. There was no division of staff for personal use, and that for official functions waringo was also not able to determine if the royal couple's private activities were financed by the state or not the report calls for a reform of the monarchy the court responded that in the interests of greater transparency and modernization the court will contribute constructively to the implementation of the improvements proposed hmm. so yeah that happened as wild Hmm. Seen any good movies lately? Um, I don't know. Not, not, not particularly. Mm. I rewatched Zootopia because why the hell not? Why the hell and not? I always forget how good of a movie that is. It's surprisingly enjoyable. Like it's a shitty Disney movie, or it should be. It should be a shitty Disney movie, but it's not. It's like actually decent. And it has smart writing. It should be furry bait, is what you're saying. I don't know. Like, I guess. 
but it's like unironically just a good movie. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. I was surprised by that. It was just like, oh yeah, why not? What's the worst that can happen? And then I'm just like, 30 minutes later, wait, am I enjoying a Disney movie made in the late 2020? Like in 2020? What the hell is this? I mean, I remember when we were rooming together, you said Zootopia was one of your favorite movies. Yeah, but then I never watched it ever again. <laughs> that sounds about right. Like I watched it once and completely forgot about it. And it's just like, wait a minute. How did I forget about this? This is still a really good movie. What the fuck? Which furry little animal do you want to fuck the most? Eh. <laughs> I don't know. I'd have to think about it. Remember how there was that orgy, that furry orgy that happened at the Zootopia premiere? <laughs> yes, I do. Mom, Was that like actual, was that real? I never remember if that was real or if that was like just someone making shit up. Zootopia. Furries. Oh, yep. Second thing that comes up. Zootopia furry incident. <laughs> incident. That's a tasteful way of putting it. Ah. Uh, yep. Right here. From Neo Mongolia News. Furry orgy. Trusted news stores everywhere. I know. Furry orgy breaks out at Zootopia premiere. Portland, Oregon. A midnight premiere of the Disney movie Zootopia went horribly awry at an AMC 24 cinema in suburban Portland. Because why the fuck wouldn't it be Portland? As a furry orgy broke out in the auditorium halfway through the screening of the film. Leading to widespread panic for moviegoers that were there to see the film and have a fun night out. Initial 911 calls reported high-pitched howling erupting from the upper half of the room, but disruption made its way throughout the theater. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe it. Really? Personally, I mean, there's literally. Wh where do they get it from? You know, where does Neo Mongolian News Network get any of this from? good question like there has to be a source someone had to talk about it some way is it just one of those articles that spread so fast that everybody just took it as gospel i don't know <laughs> oh god yeah i can't really find anything that's refutable just you know like the forum post talking about it stuff like that Okay, Neo-Mongolia News Network literally says it's a pan-Asian perspective of the world. Yeah, like, what about this is any of that? Local teenager believes Brexit is bad because of Twitter. Teen killed in car accident actually turns out to be complete douche. There's people in the comments of the video that are calling it out. Oh, and they apparently the so someone called them out like in detail. Apparently, do you remember the chlorine gas thing in Chicago in 2014? Vaguely. Apparently, the pictures in this story are from that. Oh shit! 
Oh yeah, no shit. Like one of these pictures, open this a new tab, is like clearly poorly photoshopped. Almost it looks like. Really? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Huh. There's this like ominous picture of a red truck that says decontamination unit, but then like the part where the actual like city would be listed in it is completely missing. Yeah, it's a big. Uh... So yeah, it's just like actually fake yeah neo-mongolian news network you've done it again motherfucker <laughs> they were active from february of 2016 to march of 2017 they had a good what run here do they have like an about page at all um I'm trying to find, like, a name. Like, you know, someone who attached their name to this. So it seems like part a lot of this might be, like, actual sat like satire and just comedy. Yeah. But it's just done so poorly that they just resorted to lying. It's like they want to be the next The Onion, but they don't know how to do it. No, I totally get that. Yeah. They don't one understand these... what makes the onion work. Yeah. One of these is Jill Stein can win, says most optimistic man on the planet. Like, it's just dumb and bad and not funny. I did find a name. Oh, yeah? Someone who goes by the name of Chinkas. That's the 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 news place. What? Uh, go back to the Neo-Mongolian News Network. Yeah, it that's says follow our president. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was getting it. Who the hell is that? I'm not going to click on this random Facebook page. Too late. I'm already there. <laughs> you cowards can't stop me. Uh, he says he's a C-list satire dude. Okay. Uh, Chinkis Memesaya Official is his uh, at. And he's got bad memes. Yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> Never joined the student protest in Beijing on June 4th, 1989. Worst mistake of my life. Yeah, this guy is not a good memer. Nope. I, yeah. 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 So one of the things that I found here when, on uh, Twitter when going through this is in right now, Rainbow Six has started their next Pro League season. Okay. And there's a very notable bug that's been in the game for about six months now with one of the characters where their gadget becomes randomly indestructible. And it happened in one of these games, and there's a clip from the game of this happening, this bug very clearly happening. And ESL, the people who promote the game, tweeted out, there's a fierce battle. They spelled raging wrong. They spelled it Regine. Regine on over on the coastline in the Oceanic Nationals. And they show the fucking clip of this bug happening. Out of any other clip they could have picked, they show the one where this bug happens. And this team gets completely screwed over and forced into overtime because they couldn't... The, the game just broke. 
It's like it's an actual joke. Yeah. It's terrible. I don't understand. Like, it just seems like they weren't paying attention. I I don't know. There's been actually a, a couple of teams that have gotten they 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 actually this is such a problem that the teams have started having GAs which are gentlemen's agreements <laughs> to not use certain characters because they're just straight up broken. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. In a, in a triple-A eSport title, the players have to go out of their way to agree not to use certain operators. Judge, he broke our agreement. What agreement? <laughs> Judge. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it's dumb. It's really, really dumb. Everything is really, really dumb. True, true. Oh, another thing that I heard. So, uh, new season of Magic the Gathering. New season. God. The new expansion for Magic the Gathering has been released. Okay. And we are a whole five days in, and Watsy has already started talking about potential bannings. What do you mean by that? Some of the cards are... Uh, the, there is, like, one current deck that is the best deck right now. Nice. And yeah, five days into the new expansion, and it's like, yeah, we are. It was it they said, it was something like we are closely monitoring the meta and considering options right now. And it's just like, yeah, you fucked up. Yeah, you done goofed. You done goofed. Oh, did we? No, we. Okay, did I don't think we talked about it yet. The uh, PlayStation Five and Nvidia. RTX 3080 and the Xbox pre-orders scandals issues that have been happening. Let's talk about that because that's fun. Yeah, yeah. So like the the short of it is that PlayStation Five went on sale for pre-order before PlayStation allowed it. Walmart specifically sent out a tweet that was just like, "We're not gonna make you wait to get your PlayStation pre-order now on our website." And it's yeah. just like, what the fuck is wrong with you that's not the point of it at all and best buy and new Egg, everywhere did the same thing and they sold out in like five minutes it was ridiculous then nvidia says hold my beer and releases <laughs> the rtx 3080 at 6 a.m eastern time you know take did you hear how long it took for it to sell out like five minutes 30 seconds Ow! It was literally, if you were on the web page, you clicked refresh at 6 a.m., there was like a 50-50 chance that you actually got the product page to buy it, or it just got you an error, and you were done. If you didn't get in at that moment, you were done, and you would not get one. Oof. And there's been pretty widespread rumors and scandals about uh, bots buying all of the cards up. No, that's not even... You know, that, that strip was so, what happened. Yeah, totally. Um, and the really good thing is that all of these people with their bots that were trying to scalp the cards, of course, turned to eBay to try and flip them for a profit. People wrote, like, people who are, like, this is the level of pettiness that we're on, that people made new bots. The people who couldn't get a graphics card made their own bots 
to intentionally bid up these eBay listings into the tens of thousands of dollars on these graphics cards so that there'd be no way that someone would actually buy them. So where are these even going? It's like, not known. Like, nothing's actually shipped yet. Yeah. And NVIDIA did make a statement where they said they are looking into it, and if they can determine that anything was, you know, like, basically fraudulently purchased, uh, they would be basically not shipping to those people. So thankfully they said that. But it's still messed up. Yes. And at the same time, hilarious. So what about Xbox? Xbox was basically the same thing with PlayStation. Their pre-orders went on sale, and they all immediately sold out. Yeah. Where are people getting also... fucking money for, like, new consoles during all this? I... Because there's a lot of people who do it as, like, an investment. They'll buy, like, ten of them and then flip them all. Fuck. Yeah, people are, people are fucked up. Yeah. Um, I did hear that uh, Amazon... I don't know if it's necessarily Amazon sales or Amazon sales rankings, but something related to the sale of the old Xbox One X has gone up like 700%. Because the names are so similar, no one can tell them apart. The fucking bots couldn't even do it. Get your shit together, Microsoft. So yeah, that was one thing I know we talked about, and it's happening. That's funny. Man, okay, how's the Nintendo going to ruin it? Um, I don't know. I feel like they'll probably need to come out with uh, something. I, I figured they'll, they'll pull out like the Switch Pro, like the actual Switch Pro. Yeah. Um, and it'll have to be either, you know, just somehow mismanaged. Like, I don't know how you can do it worse, but they'll, they'll find a way. They will. Huh. There's always a way. There's always dumbassery afoot. Welcome to the new Nintendo Switch. There are five of them. Good luck, contestants. Heat lock. That sounds like the Nintendo way. That would. Hey, kids, you like Fortnite? All you gotta do to get like this new Fortnite Nintendo Switch is go onto this island and kill 100 people. <laughs> Who will be the last standing? And then you'll get the opportunity to buy another. Yeah. It'd be funny if it wasn't so accurate. It'd be funny if it wasn't just... I don't know. I had a friend, like, throw, like, an actual meltdown because of the PS5 orders. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't... (sighs) To a point, it is kind of childish, you know? Yeah. But... On the same hand, on the same side, it's also really frustrating. You know, it's not like it sold out and that was the end of it. It sold out because people, you know, basically illegally used these uh, bots to buy them all up. Yeah. And I can appreciate, you know, it's not nearly as much of a pettiness kind of thing at that point, as much as it's just, you know, you you were actually cheated out of an opportunity to purchase this thing that you wanted. And I, I can appreciate the frustration behind that. So can I. Oh, I got it. I know how Nintendo could make it worse. Oh, yeah? Yep. 
just start reissuing those old NES classics they had a couple years ago. The ones that everybody <laughs> couldn't get because they were so short on supply. Yes. Round two, baby. Oh, yeah. N64 classic is out, and there's 64 total. Oh, shit. Oh, did you hear about the Nintendo pins that actually happened? Pins? No, I don't think so. So, Mario's 35th anniversary this year, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, they're doing a special giveaway for some pins. You just got to do yeah. this list of objectives on their websites to be able to purchase and to get a free set of these. Right. Okay. There's two things on this that were t- time sensitive. One was to buy that new Mario 35 anniversary uh, collection of games that they put out. Mm-hmm. Second was to download Mario Kart, uh, whatever the mobile one is. And take place gross. in a certain tournament race that they were doing. That's gross. Yeah. And then by the time that people finish their first race on that, bots already got all the pins. Wow. Yeah. I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed. <laughs> I expected nothing, and I'm still disappointed. I don't know. Bots are becoming a huge problem. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really frustrating because it's the same thing that, like, the entertainment industry with, like, concert tickets. They've been dealing with the shit for years now. Yeah. How, I don't get how other industries haven't learned from their mistakes. What was it? You know, I I don't know. It's not a new thing, people. The companies are just very, very dumb. No, they just don't care. They're still getting money either way. Yeah, that's true. That's also true. What's the difference between like a grocer, you know, a grocery store being the middleman between you and some farmer? Mm-hmm. Basically. It's a very sad way of looking at it. It's unfortunately how they do it, though. Yeah. Hmm. Got anything else for today? Um... I don't know. I mean, not 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 so much. Okay, that's basically the gist of it. This has been. A... Have you heard? Have you noticed like the massive influx of people playing Among Us? Yes. It's like easily the game of the month at this point. I don't quite get it. Like I played I, Lion I, Games I before. Feel, you know, it's like all of the old text-based games. You know where there's the different factions and you're trying to come out as, you know, your faction winning, or if you're not on a faction, just trying to survive the whole time. Yeah. Um, It's just distilled down into very simple components. And then presented in a silly animated way. Yeah. I think that's like the main core thing to being a game viral nowadays is to have it be silly. Yep. It's very easy to understand and it's fun, but it's not it's not like it's fun because of anything that the developers did. This is just a it's the culture. game genre that's been around for like the decades at this point. Yeah. Probably longer than that even. You know, my one regret way to make it accessible. My one regret in all of that is that we never could have played Acolyte with um Magic mm-hmm. the Gathering cards. Yeah. Um, that's basically a lying game like Among Us, but it's Magic of the Gathering. Yeah. I Yeah, I agree. Yeah. 
We'll have to figure our way around it. I would have liked the guild in general to have taken off a bit more and just never did. No, um, it had a real problem with uh, competing against Greek houses. Yep. Um, People just wanted to go get drunk. and Yeah. We didn't have alcohol. Um, I was always a little upset by the fact that our D&D stuff got more attention than um, the magic stuff. Mm-hmm. And it definitely became to a point where some Greek houses started noticing that and were trying to outdo us in that. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. Um, as far as I know, they don't even have a guild in all of it anymore. I don't know. I heard something. I'm pretty sure that they were doing, like... I, it's weird. I've seen tweets on on, on Twitter, of course, yeah. about something that's called, like, the Gaming Cantina or something like that. That's the card shop we used to go to. I know, but it's something to do with it happening in Olivet, and I don't get what exactly is happening with it. Huh. It's kind of weird. Gonna have to look into that. Yeah. Did Professor Pav pull a sneaky on us? I don't know. That seems like a Professor Pav I mean, thing. If he did, props to him. Yeah. It was, you know, that's the kind of thing that would have been a huge... Uh, advantage if we could have gotten the you know a proper card shop like that involved to help promote events yeah and yeah huh i'm gonna have to look into that i do know like we were talking to um chance the other day and Mm -hmm. he was looking to like get the guild more like back when chance was still working um right all of that he uh wanted to get like a new student advisor so we tried getting like dane to do it i had to write him a letter of recommendation and whatnot yeah yeah so if dane just took over from there and got the gaming cantina involved props yep i'm hoping that's what happened if it is that would that'd be great or jake schuler or Jake. Um, I actually, I don't think Jake's doing much at all lately. Okay. But, you know, this, this is all pure speculation. I had a uh, financial thing that I had to get solved, and it was something that I was dealing with with Jake before I graduated. And it seemed like he was sort of disconnected in some way from the the school process at huh. that point maybe he was just in a different position at this point but i don't know it was seemed just kind of off he was always a guy that balanced a lot of hats though oh totally he was way overworked yeah poor guy yeah who knows what's going on hmm. anything else you want to bring up for the show uh i think that's about it that's okay. all I got. Yeah. About all I got, too. Um, Last Minute Promo, Liminal coming out Friday. New album by me. What up? Yeah, I know. I've been trying to remember to keep doing that promo every time, but I forget. Anyway, I'm the Mr. Ryan. I've been a Schmo. I'm Kyro, and I've been a Schmo. And thank you all for watching our Schmoing around. I don't know, the schmo happening? For, for, for coming on this wild ride. You know, this was a wild ride of an episode. Yeah, it's been a big week. <laughs>
Thank you and have a good night.